everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I'm Rabbi T. Jacobson with New Radio Media. We'll spend the next hour talking Torah, learning stuff, having fun, and I have no idea what to do with the music from that intro. Wait a minute. Scent of a woman, Yitzchak Perlman. <sighs> Machatanam. Your cousin. Hold on. Yeah, I didn't see the movie, and oh, him I don't know, but okay. You, you don't know Yitzchak Perlman, the great violinist. I'm working on it. I'm checking him out. Israeli a little Philharmonic, culture, you know. A little culture. Schindler's List. He was the violinist all through the movie. It was oh, he was the one. He Amazing. was the person all through the haunting music. Yeah, he's good. He's very I mean, good. he's phenomenal. And you know, we got a guest in the studio who actually hides behind glass number two in the studio. Oh, who it's is smiling, our guest smi- today? Smiling Kelsey. Kelsey is here. Why is Kelsey joining us today instead of manning our phones? Well, you understand last week. We always talk about to cool them, heal the world. Right. And to donate is always a very positive thing. So Kelsey decided to share with us something that she's doing that's very, very special to her. Cool. Kelsey, let, what is special to you that you get to donate? Um, actually, I grow out my hair and I donate my hair. And to where do you donate it? So I donate my hair to a, a local organization from Michigan. It's called Children with Hair Loss. And this will be my fourth time growing out my hair and donating it to them. And how, you know, the hair goes to them. What do they do with it? Um, They use this hair to provide hair replacement and care kits for individuals that have faced medically related hair loss. So, Like through cancer, cancer, challenges. It says alopecia, burns, stuff that happens, unfortunately, that nobody plans on. You know, this company tries to help these people, these parents, these children, without charging them. Okay, so how long does your hair, I mean, right now your hair is looking pretty good. Yeah. But how long do you let it go before the big cut? So this is going on two years, and prior to these two years, I shaved all my hair and donated it. Really? Yeah, they took two huge ponytails from each side of my head, buzzed them off, sent it in, and... um. Now we know why you wear that cap. Yeah. yeah but now she doesn't need that. She won't need this that. This time right she's good. Well, she's looking great. You know, it's a great it's a great program. And do a lot of your friends participate with you on this, or are you a solo act? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily friends, but some family members, um, other associates that I've met through, like, work and stuff are interested in it. But not a lot of my friends grow out their hair and donate okay. it. So I see you have our laptop computer in here. Mm-hmm. So if our listening audience at Let's Talk Toro would like to look this up, mm-hmm. where would they look? They would go to www.childrenwithhairloss.us, no spaces, and you can also reach them at 734-379-4400, and they are located out of South Rockwood, Michigan. And I actually believe they have six other locations across Michigan, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, that's great. There you go. I had one question for you. Mm-hmm. And as I actually teach my students all the time, I have a, a Big Brother program, and I, I teach children we can give charity even if we don't have money. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a beautiful idea. I know people that do it. I know people who benefited from getting these wigs. Um, I'm just curious, why did you decide you wanted to do this? Because when I was younger, um, I approached my grandmother, and I you know, had seen a sicker kid. And I was like, Grandma, you know, how come I have such long hair and they don't have any? And she was like, well, you know, like, they're sick, sweetheart. So 
I decided to look in a little bit more to, you know, what was causing that stuff, found out cancer, leukemia, all these horrible treatments that people go through. And I decided to start growing out my hair and donating at that point because it grows so fast and so thick. And I feel bad for unfortunate, you know, individuals that go through these you know, horrible things in life. And I have a chance to grow mine. Yeah, you well, I, I think it's just great. It's beautiful. It's I a beautiful thing, great. especially for okay, boys. We lose our hair; it's not so bad. But girls, I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I know exactly <laughs> what it feels, and I'm not looking for donations for my hair. Thank you very much. But for a girl to go to school um, with without the hair is is traumatic. Well, it and, can be traumatic, but just think of the child that lost the hair due to an illness and a medical challenge. Versus one who's donating the hair, right? Such a, I mean, this is just a such a wonderful thing. Hey, I mean, it's almost like a free advertisement when you're gonna walk around after you've cut off the hair, and everyone says, "What happened?" I, I tell them, and it's a, it's 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 beautiful advertisement. Well, one of the things we're looking to do when this does happen, we may send a crew down, so we can share the whole story at New Radio Media. I think that when we get into uh, talking biz, Paul and I on our other show. Uh, it's a great way to share uh, how people can participate in a community and really take care of their neighbor. I love it. It's great. Well, I want to thank you for coming in. Thank, thank you, Kelsey. I know we're going to let you handle some other things for mm-hmm. us because uh, we do have callers. And yes. Not, and the callers. And yes, and if you'd like to call in, 844-999-9249. Or you can email us at letstalktora at gmail.com or you can check our Facebook page. Or we can, and if you're new to us, right, you can get our app at either the Google Store or, or of the, course, the Apple Store. The Apple Store at NRM. That would be New Radio Media. Media. NRM with streams a with, a with a Z. And don't forget, it's free. And it's free. I always thought all apps were free. No, there's some apps that you pay for, right? I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm oh yeah. Going, I'm Tony's. There's I'm, definitely apps you gotta pay for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Those are the games we gotta go to the Millennium stuff. guys over here to kind of. Guide us through this a little bit. All the ones who understand it. So here's something for you okay. I thought it would interest you. All right. This week's Torah portion, we got lots of things to talk about. The half a shekel we'll talk about. The story of the golden calf, yes. which was an idol worship story. We'll spend a lot of time on that. Um, so speaking about idol worship, now this was more in Orthodox circles. Okay. But I would say about a half a dozen years ago, um, a lot of the wigs, they get their hair from India. And that you pay for. A lot of money for, for all this hair that's coming from India that's been treated, and then somebody discovered how they were getting all the hair. How they're getting the hair? That's a great question. I'm that's so the only question I could offer <laughs> you up. <laughs> and now, how did they, how get, did they the get the hair? hair? So what they did was, you had all these poor people. Right. They would go to the temples in India, and they would shave off their hair for money. Well, either for money or food, whatever or, the case may be. And a few pennies they gave them, right. but it was go. People were afraid that it was going for these idols. India happens oh. to still be one of those countries With in the, the calf world. and everything. You know, the cow is a very sacred animal, yeah. etc. So people got nervous if this hair is actually being, we'll call it, sacrificed or mm-hmm. donated to a temple, then you can't get any use or benefit from that hair. Right. So all these ladies that I don't want to tell you what they pay for those. No, it's not important. The point is they paid, they paid a premium for the wig, and now through the 
media and everything else, the story, they're trying to haunt the story a little bit. No, actually, it's more than haunting the story. Actually, they, they if, again, in the end, it seems they decided it was fine. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So they haunted a little right, bit. Right, but they, if it wouldn't have been good, if well, it would have been real, well, I don't then, worship. Then the Shonda begins. Oh, yeah, then all the all those wigs Correct. Um, can go destroyed. in the trash. They'd all be destroyed. Yes, and just to give you an idea, when, when Kelsey's donating that hair... These wigs are worth a lot. People pay thousands of dollars. Well, thank goodness the people that are receiving these wigs come no charge. Yes, that is. I was checking that out. Yeah, that for yeah, those kids. That, those kids. It's amazing. It's and a. It's a beautiful thing. I, you can only imagine. Hopefully, we only get to imagine, but uh, how good those children feel uh, when when they can walk around and feel right. like a normal person. Well, it's so important. So we got a lot to do today. Lots of stuff. And to I do. was going through all the notes that you, you know, you like to share with me ahead of time, but you missed something. I did. Letter oh, cool. of the day. I I didn't give you the letter of the day. Letter of the day. I, I'm looking at my notes. Let and, me see. One second. Wait, wait, wait. You're right. I didn't write it there. It's on a different piece of paper. So we'll discuss that at the second half of the show. Yes, but I already supplied you with something that well, you I, talked about for weeks well, about our letter it, of the all day. All right. So everybody here, I have in my hand what we call a yard. Now this, and we'll let the camera kind of get a good shot of it and everything else, but this is, uh, for technical terms, the yad. But for our conversation today, it is a pointer so that when we open the scrolls, we use the yad's index finger to identify the words as we go along. We do not touch the parchment or anything on it. It becomes sacred, and this becomes our guide our finger, we place our index to the index, and so we shall move and read. There you have it. So see, and, and, this is, and this is from one of your students or your family member? Actually, it's one of my children, oh, okay. and maybe later when we pull it out, I'll tell you why I have more than one at home. Well, I would hope so. You have more than one child at home. <laughs> yeah, how these children figured out that they needed these things, because <laughs> um, yeah, these are for my first grader, third grader. But uh, So how did the uh, Purim uh, go last week with the Gregors at home? and Purim everything? was great. The only teeny little difficulty mm. um, for those in the Detroit area is we had that snowstorm. Yes, that we did. And the children want to roam the streets and go to their friends and, and trade all the food packages we talked about. And, of course, I told you that I mm-hmm. have to help my children drive around the neighborhoods. Right. And, and this was slow going to get oh, through the neighborhoods. it was a terrible day. I mean, our offices are around the corner from our studios here. And just trying to move our way through West Bloomfield and the greater Farmington area, it was pathetic. Yeah, but the truth is, as the day went on, my children seemed to be fine. They changed their socks and pants and shirts numerous times. Um, But their mother was fine with it, and the costumes were cute. That's great. And the meals were good, and everyone had a good time. it's It's just a fun, great I mean, it's a holiday for everybody. Oh, it is, it is. But for the kids, it's It is the fantastic. holiday. It's a great time. It is great. So. We, yeah, we loved it. That was a great holiday. Now, a couple things we're going to talk about today. Like you yes. said, we're going to talk about Moses. Moses. We're going to talk more about the, the golden calf and why it came to be and why it was destroyed and why Moses did some things and all of that. Some trending news, as always. We always have our trending news. Always that good share. trending news. We'll have good trending news. And... Um, but we're going to talk about kesev. Money. Money. Kesev is the Hebrew term for money. And that we have be a, next word's week. Next well, week's word. <laughs> next word's week. Next word's week. And, you know, so we, we talk about a shekel. 
Yes. Which is actually 29 cents roughly American. Okay. And then the half shekel, call it 14 and a half cents. Now, I always love when they say it's a half a shekel, you know. Okay, it's like a half a bagel. I understand that, you know. So, but I, it's, you know, let's, I was going to bring you, like I was this. actually going to bring a half a shekel in today, but it's okay. I brought in the yard. You don't bring I'll it bring a shekel. The, I'll tell you. And next week, I won't even be able to bring me here. Oh, traveling again. But I may call you from, on that Sunday, I'll call you from Paris, because I will be going to, I'll be at meetings with the Israeli ambassador to France and uh, UNESCO. So we'll maybe call and give an update. Cool. And I'll have someone new in the studio. That will be fun. We'll see how Great. that goes. But I want to, let's back up on this half a shekel. Yeah. First of all, what I, I'm was real it interested in why it's on our agenda today. Right. So it, it's actually the beginning of the Torah portion. Okay. What happens is, like all charities, you have the temple and the service, and you need public sacrifices. There mm-hmm. were animals brought morning and afternoon, and on the Sabbath and on holidays. And it was important. We didn't go fundraising to pay for these sacrifices, because that means it's the wealthier part of the population that's paid for the sacrifices, right. and the poor people don't have a, a piece. But we did talk about fundraising a week or two weeks ago when we talked about when we wanted to build for the covenant, the, the holders of the, the scrolls and the Torah and the, everything, we did have a fundraiser, and we yes. limited it, and, and we actually called it off so quickly. Right. So this is a little different. That fundraiser was whatever you could handle. Right. This fundraiser is almost, maybe more than almost, it's really a tax. Mm-hmm. It's every male, officially above 20, some do it for children, um, has to give the value in those days right. of a half a shekel. The shekel was a standard silver coin. They gave half. And we have to decide what the half idea is. We'll get there. And by collecting, and it, it didn't have a great value. But when you collect millions of them. But everybody, get, it's the biggest key. It's not how much anybody gives. It's that everybody participates. Right, but it's everybody participates with the same amount. Amount, right. So we're all equal, equal. on this one. Everybody's on equal skin. And then that's the first part. Okay. And the second part is that everybody gives half. Why half? Because half means, I, by myself, I'm incomplete. Right. But I need you to join together. Sorry. So so we want everyone to understand that, that this half a shekel that's, again, a tax for the public sacrifices is so everyone feels together. We're, we all gave the same amount. We all gave half. Equal partnership. Equal partnership. Okay. Like a team. You got it. Which reminded me of something Ooh. which, well. I love when it, you get into this. <laughs> it would have been better. Yes. Uh, but I guess not. Um, on Friday, a friend sends me a text about a Jewish basketball team that made the NCAA, not the not the tournament they're going for right. today, but Division Three. Right. Did you hear about this team? No, go on. This was actually the Yeshiva University in Manhattan. Right. Their Division Three basketball team actually won their conference, and so they went. They already played today. Right. Or yesterday. No, today. no, they wouldn't play yesterday. Wouldn't play yesterday. They wouldn't play yesterday. But they, they were already out by this afternoon. Well, but so. they but they had the opportunity to participate and be, you know, they moved up. They moved up. It was. I mean, it's a big deal. Any it's of these very small big schools. But the what does it have to do? With my shekel. So, this is going to be good. This is a really easy I'm watching one. your facial. This, this is, is going to really be great. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> so what happens great. is I just told you that you have to give half right. a shekel. 
because we're not anything by ourselves. We have to join with others. So is that why when they go to the free throw line, they only make one shot out of two? Well, there was a guy, without getting into it, there was a guy, I think, in Iowa last week that he had purpose missed because he didn't want to take away the record from somebody. But no, no. you're okay, not supposed good. to do that. Okay. But it happens to be that basketball of all sports is extremely team-oriented. Right. And again, a team like that, Yeshiva University, um, the fact that they even made it is only because they must have had amazing team chemistry. I can't imagine they have seven footers on that team. No, not I don't know any Jewish. I know one Jewish guy, six, eight or nine. A friend of the family's. My son thought it was very funny. Um, he would take a picture with him, and he came up to his like yeah. you know his belly button, like he thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so a good friend of the family, but. For the most part, not too many of those guys walking around. So it's a team concept. You're not doing it on your own. And the same thing with this donation of the half a shekel is you're not doing it on your own. You got you to gotta do it with somebody else. And, and therefore, it reminds me of the basketball story. But again, it's the lesson that we, that we need to understand that these sacrifices were all in it together. And we're on even footing. That was the whole idea the beginning of the turn portion of this half a shekel. Okay. So, you know, we understand that by, you know, a 50% participation, we're equal. Everybody plays on the same field as one big team. And it's just the beginning, though, of understanding what physically took place at that time. Because, of course, you know, Moses went up the mountain and the challenges that he had and everything else. So we're going to come back on the other side in a minute. And we're going to let everybody understand why, when Moses came down, there were so many challenges, okay? Uh, was it abandonment? Was it uh, uh, we wanted to go home? We wanted the old way? But we're going to look at all those things, right? As soon as we get back. As soon as we get back. So we're going to take a break. This is New Radio Media. Let's Talk Torah with Rabbi Zavid Jacobson. I'm Peter Perlman, and we'll see you in two. Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The odds.
Okay, we're back as we're trying to work on my culture. Yes, you are. They are working to make me a cultural Jew. I could no. have said a fiddler on the roof. But that wasn't fiddler on the roof. No, that was not. This was still your cousin. He's he's, bu he's busy working those strings. You know Itzik that violin. It is just an amazing instrument, the violin, and you should hear him when he plays like country and western. Uh, it is a riot. And klezmer, he just does it all. We we'll just have to We're gonna, move him into our musical uh, interludes. That's right. I think interludes are great. I think we should have a music interlude. We will do that. So. So let's, we have to get into the golden calf. We are, but how, let's again remind people if they want to call in. Yes, 844-999-9249. And I can't imagine I'm going to hit everything on the golden calf, but if there's something that bothers you, troubles you, you never understood, please feel free to call. You'll speak to Kelsey. You'll, you can compliment her on her hair, and uh, then maybe she'll let you through if you talk nicely to her. <laughs> But in any case, we okay. have to. I'm getting a lot of good laughs. It's very good. You're, okay. doing, you're doing great. Yeah, there yeah. we go. So we have to. We have to sort of set the the picture of what's happening. Moses has gone up to get the Torah. He's been gone for forty days. Yes. There's confusion amongst the Jewish people when Moses is supposed to come down. Right. And most of the people think he's late. More than that. I think that with his absence, he's causing panic. They're getting panicky. Yes. So we have this absence, and they're saying, you know, now, now the chatter, as we would say in today's world, but the chatter on the, uh, on the open land is, um, all right, he's not coming. We got to, we, you know, it's like when, when they were at the Red Sea. Maybe we were better off before we crossed the Red Sea. Now, once again, we're in plight. We don't have a leader. Um, Aaron is being challenged. What are we going to do? And here we are. Right. So let's let's have, and take then we it, get the rebel rousers. Right. Know. So that we definitely have. But oh, here, let's yeah. take it slow. Okay. So what happens is Moses is not here. Right. There's actually different groups involved, but we'll we'll keep it simple. There's a group of people that feel, and for whatever reason they think Aaron's not the one. They say God always talks to Moses. And he gives us all our direction, what we're supposed to do next. There's no Moses, right. and there's no one like Moses. We need an intermediary. True. We need some type of statue. Again, they're coming from Egypt. They're used to idol worship. That's what they grew up with. We and to, yeah. we also had, remember, we also had Egyptians with our group. Yes, the Egyptians. So, that's what I wanted to keep it as yeah, two different groups. Okay. Well, what's called the... I guess the large multitude or in Hebrew, the Erev Rav, mm -hmm. they for sure want idol worship. But even the Jews themselves, there's a group that's nervous. And they go to Aaron, they actually go to, to somebody by the name of Chor first, he's a nephew, and they say, we got to do some type of uh, statue, something to take over for Moses. And uh, he, of course, refuses. He says, idol worship, you just had the Ten Commandments, and they kill him. So Aaron is nervous. Very. Now, not, he's not nervous that he'll get killed. No, he's not nervous in that. He's nervous that he's going to lose, how do I want to put this, the um, trust that Moses left with him to his people. So that's an interesting thought. I'm going to tell you a more fascinating thought. You always do. I, I always do. I never and, and that is there is a verse in the prophets that says if 
if we are to kill a prophet and a priest on the same day, it's all over. Aaron mm. is a prophet and a priest. So he says, if they kill me, that's, it's all over for them. God will destroy them. I'm willing to stick my neck out and even do something I should not be doing. Hopefully, I'll use delay tactics that people won't have their statue. But if I can delay till Come Moses on. comes down. Yeah, I got to appease him. I got to delay them. I got to delay them. I got to right. delay them because I don't want the Jewish people being destroyed, which means, by the way, He's saying, God could just wipe me out. He could kill me. I should be the responsible one. I'm not standing up for what God wants. And still, he's willing to say, I put the Jewish people first. He's like that ultimate leader. Right. Even if it's going to kill me. So he's using delay tactics wherever he can. Uh, So what he does, interesting enough, is he tells the men, go to your wives and get their jewelry. The wives and the kids. And the wives, of course, say, I don't think so. You are not this, this earring, necklace. No, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. Frying pans came out. I'm not sure. So the men actually took their own jewelry. Again, in those days, jewelry was a sign of wealth, of power. They had all left Egypt. So they give all their jewelry to Aaron. And it's debatable now what happens next. He puts it in one of these pots and stirs it up with all the gold. Well. Some say Aaron himself decided on a calf because it's like a weaker animal, so mm-hmm. it shouldn't look like a real idol. Okay. Others say it was uh, more of like a magic. Someone had a plate that Moses had used that said an ox should come up, and now all of a sudden there's this golden calf. So Aaron says, okay, now we really got trouble, we because do. Moses ain't here yet, and now I got this statue. So Aaron says, you know, I will build the altar, and tomorrow morning we'll party with God. Not with a statue. No, with God. Because he figures God, he figures Moses will get down on time. Um, and again, you know, uh, we all have children, and we have enough twenty-year-olds uh, around here that if you tell them there's a party tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, they'll wake up nine thirty. You're going for the delay. Ten o'clock, but this time they woke up early, and they're serving the idol, and God gives the message to Moses that your people have sinned. They've, they're doing idol worship. So let's say, uh, now this is not fake news. I'd like, <laughs> no, no, I had no, to no, tell no. you this story. <laughs> I got to tell, tell you this story. All right, we, got, we now have to take a break we for fake news you. reporting. We have fake news reporting. But Rabbi this one is Jacobson on the scene. Here we go. So um, Facebook is concerned about the fake news. People are using Facebook for fake news. They'll even use sites like Snopes, that if Snopes says this is fake news, they will warn you that we're going to shut down your site, we're going to slow down your traffic. So um, the, the name of the website is called the Babylon Bee, and they wrote the following. They wrote, I wrote it down. So well, I right. No, please read it up. CNN, again, I don't care which news station. No, but it's I. fine, but this is what C- they wrote. CNN purchases industrial size washing machine to spin news before publication. So, the question... How large is this washing machine? You know, it, it didn't say It's pretty say big, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and as I told you... <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, there's okay. a lot to spin here, yeah, baby. There's a lot to spin. So Snopes yes. went ahead and checked into the story to say it's fake news. 
You think? Now, they're a satirical news organization. You should have known it was a joke. Well, of course. Snopes didn't get the joke. Facebook didn't get the joke. But it was obviously fake news. But when Moses gets the message from God that his people have sinned, that's not fake news. No. What's interesting, as these things are going on, a few things at once, Moses has just received the the two tablets. Right. Now... If Moses here is everybody's sinning, so just take God, like, maybe you keep the tablets. Maybe now is a bad time. He's going to bring the tablets down and then break them in front of everybody. But he's going to let them know that God, in this case, um, totally disapproves, highly upset in the sense internally, and that by destroying the word of God, they're trying to think of themselves, are we next to be destroyed? Well, interesting enough, actually, God tells Moses a very interesting phrase. He says to Moses, leave me alone. Don't bother me. And Moses wait, wait, thinking, wait, wait, wait. Who says this to whom now? God says to Moses. After God tells Moses, your people have sinned, God then says to Moses, leave me alone. And Moses is thinking, hmm. I didn't say anything. Yeah, but I was thinking something. But I, maybe I should be saying something. So Moses prays right then and there to God not to destroy the Jewish people. And he brings down the tablets. And he sees everybody dancing, and he comes down, and he gets closer, and now he breaks the tablets. Right. Now, there's a few things we have to keep in mind. First of all, let's remember, there's 600,000 men. The women had nothing to do with this. They wouldn't give their gold. They weren't interested There's 600,000 men, and God is ready to destroy the Jewish nation over this um, idol worship. Correct. So the question really is, how many people are involved? That's question number one we're going to get to probably on the other side of the break. Okay. The next question we hope to get to is, did the people really, was it a real idol worship? Because we're going to see that Moses is going to actually destroy this calf and make everybody drink from it, almost like a potion to see if you were involved. So if the people really cared for this idol, would they let Moses break it? Or would they say, hello, it's, Well, it's all symbolism idol. here. We're, we're, we're tied to symbolism, too. We're going to destroy the item. Yes. We're going to break it down to such a degree, like a chlorine, chlorine piece, into very fine powder, shall we say. Okay. Which will blend into the water. And and the water came down from the mountain. And then we're going to say to them, you're going to drink this. And you're going to be challenged by drinking this. Why are you going to be challenged? Well, you've already, in in the eyes of God, you've sinned. You've placed this thing before God. So by drinking what you built, this will be the changing factor. Okay, we're going to get to this on the other side of our break. And so let's tell them, everybody, that they're listening to Let's Talk Torah. New radio media. And, of course, on the other side, you can still catch us with some questions. 844-999-9249. Get connected and stay connected today to new radio media. The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. 
Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. And we are back. Ah, the music. More violin music. And yes. And you know, this is a great lead-in to Moses coming down the mountain seeing the calf, holding two tablets, and saying to himself, what is going on down there? Why haven't they taken the word of God and followed the word? And with that in his mind, like you said, he had that set pattern. He lifts the tablets, not like Charlton Heston in the movies, but he releases it, destroys the tablets. The calf is destroyed. I mean, it is brought down to a fine powder. Yes. It is blended into the water, and now we're at the chapter we turn the page. Yes. So like I was telling you during the break, or I was starting to tell you, there are those that say the one of the reasons he wanted it mixed into the water and that they should drink it is similar to the Passover sacrifice, which we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks, where if you can eat your idol— then it's not much of an idol. Right. But it was actually more of a test. In other words, anyone who has had anything to do with this idol is going to be killed. Some will be killed with witnesses in court. Some will die from like a plague or by drinking this water with the gold in it. That If they had anything to do with the idol, they're going to be killed. Okay, so we got 600,000 people. 600,000 men. And Are we saying 10% will be killed? Oh, so I was going to ask you. That's well, we started well, talking. Well, so how many people <laughs> were killed or died because of this? Because we did not have observers available to get an exact count, I'll go with the 60 per- I'll go take 10%, 60,000. Okay. Now, if you would have read <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry about this. If you would have read last week's Torah portion. Well, I read a portion thereof, but you well, know. Well, you missed the line that says 3,000 people. 
Okay. Which is a half a percent. Mm-hmm. Which, to give you an idea, numbers. So in Yeshiva Starchei Torah, there's 425 students. Right. So that would be the equivalent of like two children in an entire school that did something wrong, and the whole school has to be punished, punished for it. Everybody says, I don't even know who these two guys are. Doesn't matter. But we're all... They represent us. They do represent... And when you represent us, then everybody participates in the pain. Yes, but this pain actually has been going on for a long time. Right. Because God tells Moses they have to be punished. I'm not going to destroy the whole nation. But every generation, there'll be some type of punishment connected to the golden calf. And... Wasn't Aaron also, because of what took place, punished? Yes, Aaron is actually going to lose two children. He gets a very strong punishment. It doesn't happen. Now it happens, no. I would say, but in a God couple weeks. God doesn't forget. No, God doesn't forget. This we've discussed. God has a very good memory. God does not forget. I told a friend one time who wanted to give a large pledge because his son was sick. Mm-hmm. And we talked about he'll make a charitable pledge. I said, He says, I don't have money now. I said, Mark, it's no problem. But God has a long memory. So when God takes care of your child because you made the pledge and you neglect to give the money, um, God has a memory. He, mm-hmm. he paid. He was very good. Right. And his and child actually, miraculously, another story, another day, we'll talk about that story, but not right. for now. But the question is what everybody else do wrong. You have 597,000 people left. left that have nothing really to do with it. So it's a very interesting answer. And the answer is that they did nothing about it. You have 597,000 people watching 3,000 do something wrong. So why aren't they saying, hello, we just had the Ten Commandments, you know, Moses doesn't want it, you know, Aaron doesn't want it. Why don't, all they have to do is walk. And they'll just like knock over everybody and say, we're not doing an idol. Instead, their attitude was, Live and let live. You do what you want. I don't bother you. You don't bother me. And that attitude, God says, is not acceptable. You can't stand idly by and watch your brother do something wrong. Correct. You see him doing something wrong, your job is to save him. Intercede. Intercede. Yeah. You got. You have to get involved because, first of all, because you care. Right. But second of all, because the Jewish people, we are a unit. We are one. When when something happens to one part of my body, I don't say, you know, <laughs> what does that have to do with the rest of me? So my, my arm hurts. That has nothing to do with me. It all has to do with me. It's all me. And therefore, we were all responsible. So 3,000 are killed, while the rest deserve to be punished. Actually, I don't remember if we talked about it. But a couple weeks ago when we received the Torah, so Moses makes like a treaty with the Jewish people and right. God, half the blood on the altar, and half the blood went sprinkling all over the Jewish people. And anybody who got a little spot of blood, you cut out the material yep. and you wore it like as a, as a badge of honor. So Moses said, badge of honor, off. God is unhappy. We're going to need a whole process now. Just to go ahead, we got to cleanse the soul. And we, start, and we got to we got to cleanse the soul and start from scratch. We well, first we got to pray. That's well, for sure. Well, that's the cleansing, right? And we're a little past scratch, but um, Moses destroyed the first tablets. Yes, he really needs a new set of tablets. So he goes to Osha, he gets a new pair of shoes. Yeah, climbs the mountain, 
spends 40 days praying, praying, trying to get God's, um, how do I want to say this to you? Get God's acceptance. Okay. Um, that the next round, when I go back down the mountain, we will have a new philosophy of the people that they will have enjoined with me the understanding of your word. Oh, that was a lot of fancy words, all in one sentence. Without taking a breath. Without taking a breath. Yeah, you must have no commas, that one. I don't no, know how you do that. Colons. But <laughs> in any case, he's going to have to pray. I wish I was Cecil B. DeMille. Why? Because when he made the movie The Ten Commandments, he was the narrator. And Moses came down the mountain with the tablets. And the music played in the background. And you felt it inside. I mean, this was a very impactful thing. Forget it was Charlton Heston. I mean, the music, the the way he sounded, you could envision Moses coming down the mountain with the tablets, in open toe shoes, by the way. Okay. Safely. And then destroying the tablets. You know, what... What our listeners really don't see or hear because they're movies, they don't understand that that was round one. God says, now we got to rectify all this. Mo's going to go first and pray for 40 days and 40 nights. God will, And fast, basically. He's fasting at right? the same time. He's fasting. God will say, okay. Moses will take advantage of the situation that once he sees God's happy, he's going to ask for a few more favors for the Jewish people. He'll learn how to pray and... And other things which you won't have time for. And I'll get the second tablets. Now, before I get the second tablets, you know, I, I was reading in my trending news, of course. Of course. Yeah, Moses comes down the mountain. It's, again, you have to think about this. Mm-hmm. God told Moses what they did. So he knew coming down the mountain what was wrong. Yeah, no shock. But it almost seems like he's shocked when he sees the Jewish people. Or... As we wanted to say, he wants to shock them. Right. Almost like, I didn't really believe it, but now that I see it, so as we say, gotcha. So there were a couple of gotcha stories I saw in the paper this week. I, yeah. I, Are it, we going I, to Canada? Um, that, that was a different gotcha. Okay. Uh, the Canada one, we'll see if we have time for it. Okay. But here's this gotcha. All right. It seems a guy went into a restaurant and stole a pot of meatballs. Did you hear about this? No, nobody heard about this. He must have stolen a come pot. up with stuff. No, I don't know where. You know, yeah, I, I kind of wonder the same thing sometimes. Well, like, he stays what? up late at night. I you got gotcha. to understand. Yes, he, he stays up very late at night. I get you. I understand that. I, I, what's important to know is the important news that's yes. out there in the world. You have to come to me for all the other stuff, the politics, the the movies, the stuff. That's not important. My stuff is important. Well, all right. So it is important. Man. So the guy steals a pot of, of meatballs. meatballs. Got it. And then it seems, yes. whatever, I don't know, he must have eaten them. And then he's standing outside the restaurant, and his face mm-hmm. is full of the meatball so- sauce. sauce. Well, he was arrested. Hello. Yeah. Like, little... what are you thinking? Either take it home, don't come back, and not even wash your face. Like, Was he arrested for theft or because he did not clean himself up? Probably for theft, but even in my class, when I give certain treats before they come back to class, I say, you go wash your face. Hey, Rabbi, let me give you a little hug you know, <laughs> my white shirt. You, you, you go right back there. Don't touch it right now. <laughs> Don't touch first, wa- first wash off all that chocolate that you're eating over there. That was one story that happened this week. Okay. I, another story um, I think from Ecuador. It was a flight from Ecuador to New York. Yes. Did some uh, some guys were trying to hitch a ride without paying for the flight. In the landing gear. So area. it seems they were in the landing gear. You didn't hear about this either. 
Yeah, no, you gotta one, you gotta check one, out my news. And, and they fell out of the out of the landing gear. I don't know how high they were. I don't know if they lived, but they. Oh, I got yeah. So Kelsey seems to be a little in shock on this one. This well, one is not making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit crazy. A little that crazy. Mashugana, yeah. A little <laughs> crazy. So there's some people out there with your gotcha, but okay, fine. Let's right. uh, now that we got our trending news out of the way. And so, now back to Moses. And now back to Moses. So he goes up for the second tablets. Okay. And something is different the second time than the first time. In the tablets themselves? First of all, in the tablets themselves, but that we're not going to get into. Okay. But the whole story, in other words, we're probably familiar. If I tell you I didn't see Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments, don't be angry. I'm not. I'm good because I never saw it. But okay. um, We can run the video. No, that's For okay. the next three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. But um, the first tablets were given with fanfare. Right. Thunder, lightning, not fire, round two. smoke. Not on round two. But on round two, it's all quiet. Very, very quiet. And the lesson in that is that when we do things in a quiet way, there's more blessing. I told um, when uh, one of my children was circumcised about 19 years ago, so his circumcision was supposed to be on uh, Labor Day weekend. Okay. But he had an eye infection. It was pushed off for a week. So instead of having a huge crowd, um, there was fellow teachers, some big rabbis. A small circle of people. A pretty small circle that fit easily in my dining room. Excellent. It was beautiful. So I get up, and I have to speak. I'm pretty good at speaking. You think? You think. (laughs) And I said that um, I thought that there was going to be a large party but just like you see from the second tablets, that there's nothing better than than quiet and modest and and uh, as they say in Yiddish, like still a hate, very quiet. quiet. And there's a rabbi sitting there. He's no longer alive. He was the head rabbi mm-hmm. in town, and he says one sentence. He says, by Abraham, when Abraham um, circumcises uh, Isaac, Isaac or when he weans him, it says it was a big party. That's all he said. Now, the commentary there says, why was it a big party? Because the people at the party were leaders. They were very important people. So the rabbi was telling me, big party is not by numbers, it's by quality. And as I was telling over the story this week to a, a group I study with, I said, and I was speechless. And they all thought that was pretty funny because I'm not speechless too often. <laughs> So, um, and then I had to continue with the rest of the speech. But, but there's certainly no question that there's what to be said about, about things being done in a quiet, private manner. Actually, Moses, the second time he goes up, brings a special box to put the tablets in. So everything is hidden, everything is quiet. Some say that box was the box they used to use when they would go to battle. That would lead the way into battle. And uh, it, it probably didn't have the tablets. The tablets are going to be transferred to the Golden Ark, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. But um, that's, uh, that's Moses going up the second time. Again, it's quiet. He, uh, God tells him how to pray. It says he gets to see the back of God, whatever that means. He asks God special permission that God will not put his prophecy on and anyone we're else. going to leave it there because we're going to listen to more of it. But we got to take a little two-minute break and tell everybody we're listening to New Radio Media. Let's talk Torah.
Okay, Fiddler on the Roof. You know, we See, did talk about him being on the roof playing the violin. We could. But we're I'd not rather, going to. But I'm still on the mountain. I've got a box. I have two tablets in there. Yes. And I know I don't take them every morning. Right. And Moses has to make his way down. Yes. He comes down the mountain, and, uh, and something new has happened. Uh, his yeah. face, Moses' face, it says, is shining like the sun. So he's glimmering with positive hope. Well, he's glimmering with spirituality that the people can't look at him anymore. And it was from what happened wow. by the first tablet. So that, well, basically, that was the old expression, he saw the face of God when he came down. That was like always the thought. When Moses had that look and, he, and people couldn't face him, they said he had that look as if he had seen God personally. Well, first of all, he had seen God personally, but it's really more than that. Now, as the Jewish people as a whole had seen God give the Torah, they could see everything. That spirituality, that level of intense spirituality, they could look at and not be affected. But that was an internal piece. See, that's like the internal piece. But Moses, when Moses was there alone on a one-on-one internally with God at that point, Totally different than the Jewish people seeing all the works right, of God. Right, right. That's for sure you know, true. So that's the right. part that. But they, but they, saw, whatever they saw. Right. They, they were able to see. Now we have a man coming down, and he's too holy for them to look at. Okay. It actually says he would put a veil over his face. This is actually. I don't have too much time. No, but you I don't. Just, I'm gonna throw this one in quick. Real quick. Um, everyone knows about Michelangelo and yes. his picture of Moses, and there's horns hmm. coming out of Moses' head. It's a, it's the word is translated wrong. It says Moses' face, Koran, or Karen, like a horn. But it doesn't mean that. It means that light was coming out of his face. So Michelangelo sort of misinterpreted, and therefore people think that all Jews, Jews have, have horns. horns. Yes. But okay. So Moses down, now he'll start to teach the people who's received the Torah from God. Um, the people have been forgiven, and it's going to be time uh, next week ready to start building the tabernacle and getting ready to actually move towards the land of Israel, which, of course, will have other issues, and we won't get there. Okay. But as my time... Swallow. <laughs> ...is running out... <laughs> you're like in tears here. I, I'm running out of time. So, I know you're running out of time, but hang in there. Show them everybody your coffee mug. That's right. Oh, let's, talk, let's talk Torah. That's okay. And uh, as we talk Torah, we got to go to the letter board and get a new letter. Right. We need Ashley to put up my uh, my my this week's poster. And, and it's a good thing it's a small letter because we're running out of time. Well, it's and, up. Okay, and this great. is the 10th letter. It is the letter Yud. It's okay. a teeny little letter. It's almost a square, <laughs> a dot. Um, almost every letter, probably every letter that's so written has a baseline up. It has it. Well, it, it's going to have this type of form in it. But it's probably, the only letter, really. Everything has a foundation. Every every letter has a foundation going up. Right. This one hangs. That's right. There's a hanging letter. Yes, it Very is. Very interesting. A hanging letter. And it's not Chad from an election. And it's not Chad from an election. No, it is not a hanging Chad. But that was a long time ago for people. These Everyone in here doesn't know what you're talking about down in Florida. See? I'm getting all kinds I of know. faces. No one I knows. know. I tell you. What but it I... would be the size of a yeah, uh, hanging yeah, Chad. But um, what's interesting is this letter is the first letter in God's name. That's not our word of the week, by the way. No, I know. It is the first letter in God's name, and it's a small letter to show humbleness. It's also interesting that the number 10 comes up in a lot of places in the in the Torah, some of the tens we should all know. Any tens come to mind? 
Ten Commandments. Let's Ten start with the back. Let's start yeah, with the basics. I mean, I mean, I mean, Ten you, Commandments. You, you, what else? You overthink things at times. Uh, no no well, overthinking. I would always say the ten, the ten uh, kids from Haman that got hung. But that's that would be a good one. That was a very ten good one. Ten kids from Haman that are hung. <laughs> yeah, people we don't have come there for money. Ten plagues. Somebody even asked me one day, "Was Haman married?" And I said, "Excuse me, how did we get the kids?" <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of children. Yes, he was. Yes, he was married with a very large family. Anyway, uh, yes, but on. that's last week. So, um, so that's our letter Yud, Yud. and the letter with the word we're talking about. We started the show with it. Is the yad. yad a yad is a hint? And here we go again. I want everybody to see this. Or we call it. It's a beautiful piece. Yes, I mean, we call it a pointer. Yes, we do. And I mean, when you take a look at it here on the yad, we have uh, the menorah identified right over here at the top over here, and we come around. We have it twice, and then you know you come down, and the way you can grip it place your index to it. I mean, it's it, it's a beautiful piece. And again, so we don't touch the Torah itself and the paper and the, and the handwritten pieces to it. Because what's very unique about a Torah for our listeners is that it's all hand done. It's not done on the computer and printed. This is done by a human sitting there scribing letter by letter. And always perfect and always being checked over. So I tell you, my children somehow finagled. That's a good word, finagled. Finagle's great. But I think that's an English word. It is an English word. Negotiated. Right? Yeah, they, they convince me that they'll do better in class if they have a pointer to follow the place. And like every good mother, um, their mother says, great idea, and she goes and buys it for them. I'd have bought them a pencil. You would have bought them a pencil, and they're a little, they're better um, bargainers than I guess <laughs> me and you. <laughs> But, um, again, we're not going to have time for right. stories. So stories I've got a minute up, and a half left here. We're not going to make it. I need, for... your, I need you to start showing me some wrap-up here. We've got a minute and a half to go. we got to wrap up. So, first of all, today we spent a lot of time, first about the half a shekel, and that we're all together. There's no such thing as doing things on our own. We want to do things together. Everyone is equal when it comes to the sacrifices. We talk about the golden calf. The Jewish people were confused. They were scared. They didn't know where Moses was. But they did make a mistake, and uh, they paid for that mistake. Some died for it, others were punished. But a, a nice lesson to end with is that we're allowed to make mistakes. No one says we have to be perfect. We can go through life, we can make mistakes, and then we can tell God, I made a mistake. Learn from your mistake, move on from your mistake. Hopefully it's not one that you get killed over. Right. <laughs> but as, as long as you survive the mistake... Um, you can move on and learn from it. And the Jewish people doing a collective sin is just a lesson for future generations that we can still collectively do things wrong, but we can still fix it. And that, I think, is a nice lesson to end our week off with. No, I think, you know, it's important that uh, we learn by mistakes. History teaches us stuff all the time. Sometimes we don't want to follow history. That's the sad part. So we recreate the injury again to ourselves and to our neighbors, which is a very tough thing. So, you know, again, it's exciting. I'm glad to hear uh, Kelsey sharing with us again about her hair, going to charity. And our time is out, so I'm going to let you give the quick close. I say do. goodbye. But again, thank you to our wonderful sponsors, our listeners. You know, I couldn't do without you. Um, our production team, Drew, Tony, Ashley, Kelsey, even sitting in this week. I hope I left you with some food for thought. So until next week, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah, New Radio Media. And until next week, don't forget to think about it.